0: Hello listeners, patients, and or ClearMinds employees! Chris here. Thanks so much for joining us for this Q&A. We are really excited to bring this to you and had a blast answering all of your questions. So much so, in fact, that recording this took much longer than we had originally planned. This Q&A was supposed to be split into two parts. The first part would have featured some of the cast, and the second part would have had another handful of amazing people. However, part one of the Q&A has been divided even further. So, enjoy Q&A part one, dash A. And, of course, a huge shout out to our patrons. Alexa Lin, Callie Harlan, Timothy O'Keefe, Wicked Encounters, Yanai Ravide, and Alex Peltier. As always, stay safe, stay sane.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Clear Minds Q&A Part 1. This is our first ever, and my name is Celine Gray, she, her, and I will be serving as your host. Uh, up till now, I've been serving behind the scenes, working with the social social media. Uh, but in the future, I will also serve as the voice of... Now, we're going to go around the table and introduce everyone who's going to be participating in the Part 1 due to space and schedule and constraints, this is why we had to split it up.
0: Uh, um, Hi, I'm Christopher George, I believe, I think so, today. Um, You may know me as uh, Charles Talbot, as well as a couple other random monsters and voices throughout the series. I'm also the showrunner, um, uh, primary showrunner, writer, uh, and creator of this uh, project.
2: Uh, Yeah, my name is Peter O'Keefe. I play, yeah, Peter O'Keefe. Oh, it's um, not O'Keefe? Oh no, it's not. <laughs> um, I play uh, Dr. Gavin Olin, Key, and Caliban, uh, as well as Not-Olin, I believe we can mm. say that as well. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm just uh, the local fuckboy that lives in Chris's basement.
0: Oh, I also forgot uh, he, him for pronouns for me, by the way.
2: Yeah,
3: same, he, him.
0: Um, my name is Dakota
3: Hamlin. I am the voice of Lucian Donahue, uh, Marshall, and Roxanne Lawson. Uh, pronouns he, 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 they, him, whatever. (laughs) Whatever works.
4: Um, yeah. And I am Dalton Lewis. I play Eli. I also play other characters such as Owen Doyle. I play Noah. I play... Uh, Cameron Daly and some other voices here and there. I am also the co-showrunner for The Patient Files and a main showrunner for The h grade Investigations for those who are interested in on the Patreon. Uh, I go by he, him as well.
1: Oh, and of course, how could I forget my extremely pivotal roles thus far of barista and hotel manager, if you're an h grade Files listener. With that out of the way, we're going to move on to the questions. Uh, first batch of questions is going to be coming from Allie on our Discord. Uh, we're starting with one for Dakota. Quote, I want to know what Lucian's power is, or if he was just being affected by the police in episode 16.
3: Lucian's power is...
0: Oh, the suspense is killing me. <laughs> very Lucian of you.
3: Is, is, do you want me
0: to put in spoilers? Or so, no? um, in terms of spoilers, keep it very, very vague. I think a lot of this has been kind of answered. Oh, yeah.
3: Okay, then well, let's just go full bore into it. Uh, Lucian's power is destruction in and of itself. Um, mm-hmm. We don't quite yet know what triggers them. I do, of course, because I'm perfect, let's be real here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, it is to uh, deteriorate, rot, wear, and uh, destroy. Um, what was the second part of the question? Was there a second part? Uh, the second
1: part was, or if he was just being affected by the police in episode 16.
3: Oh, yes. Um, him being a resident of the city, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, me being Lucian, uh, he was indeed being uh, affected by the police. I yeah,
1: I, I think they're referring to, he saw unique faces on them.
3: Yeah. Or, wait, I thought that was... Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, saw, you
1: know, it was it faces. was Talbot who saw that they were all carbon copies. the facade.
4: Or was it more so the power wasn't a thing from the police? Oh, like... Yeah, was it was... Branded.
0: He he was affected by the police. He didn't have a way to circumvent that, but uh, yeah. Yeah, he did use his power to destroy the gun in case that's missed mm-hmm. on the listeners um, during that closet scene. Mm-hmm.
1: All okay, right, I think we can move on to the next question, which is for our writers. How exactly does one get into the city?
0: Ooh, <laughs> um, so I like to think that there are multiple ways within the city. Obviously it's kind of already been discussed in the main podcast that there are these cracks that lead in and out. And that is like the primary way. But I do think that it's very like fairy circle. Like you can get lost whether you're driving or walking through a forest and just end up there without having to go through a rift. And even if you did, you wouldn't remember it because the way the the rifts work as explained by Dr. Beckett, at least that's, my take on it i don't want a word of got it yet um
4: i'd like the idea that like you said chris like they can just wander in as well like you're in the city now mm-hmm. good luck <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah, so, so sorry about that
0: <laughs> um learn to live with it <laughs> also uh, i guess another way in is uh being born there i okay. got on the wrong spirit airlines flight and ended up there <laughs> <laughs> it is spirit so you had
4: to you know there were certain risks what they didn't tell you was, well, all of them? That's you <laughs> flying coach, baby. <laughs> what do you mean? Lucian she- would never.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. At least United spared you when they threw you out. Oh
4: boy! I mean, I, think, I like to think the first. Uh, I, are there even like first like? Is there even like t- like seats like that in a Spirit airline? The first like, class. Like, uh, yeah. Is there a first class? There's business. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah they they like call it like business. Just upgrade your chair, just just enough to be comfortable. They give you a, <laughs> they give right. you a cushion. <laughs>
0: Also, spirit, don't sue us.
1: Um, <laughs> or <laughs> united. With what <laughs> okay. uh, Let's move on to the next question. Another one for the writers. How does clear minds know of the city if you get targeted once you're aware?
0: Um, okay, so... This is kind of encroaching a little bit into spoiler territory, and I'm not going to give spoiler territory um, up easily. But I will say that um, when you are not in the city, the city can't or has difficulty sending a hunt after you and i think it's already been established um like through the finale that clear minds exists in a different place than the city so if they found out about it and knew about it from a different perspective it would be very difficult for the city to send anything after them
2: right and plus also um even if like clear minds was within Uh, the city limits, so Mm -hmm. to speak, Um, like people like H. Gray and uh, Dr. Olin and Donahue and all of them, you know, they're all aware of the city. And, uh, you know, once you survive like your first hunt, it kind of seems like it's yeah. The city, uh, like, I believe it was Dr. Beckett who said that the city rarely sends another
4: one after you. Yeah, I like yeah. to think it's like an initi- initiation test. It's like, we've tested you. You live. You could. You can live here now. Mm-hmm. You know, just... <laughs> in the darkest way Although, possible. Although,
0: that brings up an interesting question that wasn't in the Q&A, which is, is there an equivalent from the monster's perspective? Because as Lucian pointed out, that... When the normal becomes aware of the supernatural, inversely, the supernatural becomes aware of the normal. So, are there monsters out there? Do you guys think are there monsters out there that are like unaware that normal people exist and then encounters a real one and then like their mind is blown? in a similar fashion. Well,
1: they are the normal people as far as their perspective goes.
0: True, true.
3: I feel like uh, the hunt for a monster in the city is just the IRS sends them their W-2s. They're like, here, you need to file this. <laughs> um,
4: you have not yet killed one person. You must do that by the end of year.
3: If you wish to be an aberration, you must pay your taxes. It's terrifying <laughs> experience that could happen for an
1: unholy
0: abomination. Taxes. Lack of infrastructure is its own monstrosity. Jesus. The, the, this, the wow. real truth behind the city is it's ran by the irs (laughs) that's why it's so horrifying
1: okay next up a question for peter how did dr olin get the office to be so wibbly wobbly tiny whiny bag of holding effect well i believe that
2: this is a question that i cannot be fully transparent with however i do believe what i can say is dr olin is someone who has lived in the city for some time he's made connections he has uh, uh, learned a lot of things about the city that perhaps other people who have not lived there as long are unaware of mm-hmm. he um, I don't I would hesitate to call him an expert however he is someone who would be able to utilize aspects of the city for his own benefits
0: yeah yeah I'd have to agree I think um, the only like way to expand on that that I can think of at the moment is the only piece of information that's been given is the rug from Gwendolyn Manor <clears throat> uh, was kind of hijacked by Olin at some point. Uh, I think that's that, that's been revealed. Yeah, that's been revealed.
1: If not, oops.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if not, I mean, it's fine. I'll fix it in post. Yeah.
4: <laughs> on that alone, I guess like more does come of it in yeah. our miniseries and whatnot, but yeah. not... Dutch is truly answered about where Gavin Olin gets his knowledge of the city. Sure, sure. You learn of his influence, sure, Mm -hmm. but you do not know where he gets the full knowledge.
0: And some of that will be revealed later, but not all of it, because I'm a huge fan of unanswered questions. Unlike Um, me. (laughs) Yeah, I I like imagination, so there's going to be some parts that are left up to imagination, but all the important questions I do plan on uh circling back and answering uh for sure for sure
1: um next up is a new batch of questions again from the discord from James Spooky guy uh one for Dakota why did donahue decide to take knives to the hospital we when he can use guns
3: because guns are so impersonal <laughs> no 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 uh just cuz they're loud, they're annoying, and the only thing that can be loud and annoying in a room is Lucian. <laughs> um, yeah, so he prefers the more intimate, personal. Also, he's very charismatic, so getting within striking range with a knife is pretty easy for him. So
1: mm-hmm. I'm, was... I mean, him, him being a human railgun makes guns kind of irrelevant for him yeah, anyway. Exactly. It's Sorry. easier
0: to stab your friends in the back.
1: Yeah, that's
5: yep.
2: yeah. Uh. <laughs> also,
1: though, also, cool. knives are just pretty. They yeah. are. They're
2: pretty. It's... Yeah. Well, what I was gonna say is that uh, though uh, Lucian has clearly demonstrated th- through uh, Talbot's discovery of Olin's gun that he has uh, deep knowledge of firearms. So I'm um, uh, is does Olin not Olin? Does Donahue just appreciate the? Uh, the beauty of a firearm without actually being like, I don't want to use it, I just really like them.
3: Yeah, they're pretty to look at and stuff, and, like, yeah, they do some damage, but again, it goes back to that whole, like, there. (laughs) Uh, Rather than, like, having to fiddle with, like, bullets and, like, making sure it's cocked, greased, oiled, because, you know, heaven forbid, it gets rusty. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so knives are easier to, A, maintain, B, uh, keep track of their maintenance, and the the
0: personnel the personability of them is just something to be said for for sure also like um he's shown that he's like can he can throw a knife pretty well too so like he he's been well trained in a lot of things um as shown by his montage um so yeah um that that's a that's a really good well, question actually we
4: did see him throw a knife we never heard it impact the ground that's true actually no <laughs> we don't know where it went
0: he threw a knife. Uh, three times total. One was non-canon. Um, the first one was into a empty void, and the second one was threw it onto the ground where the tumor creature grabbed it and ate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one, Ooh, he threw it at tasty. the present, and it just bounced off harmlessly. <laughs> you know.
3: Also, knives are a metaphor for a sharp wit. Ooh, yes, <laughs> completely <laughs>
0: on <Yeah>. purpose.
3: <laughs>
1: You're such Coming a from great writer, Chris. I know. I'm not accidentally
0: bumbling my way. Okay. Yes.
1: Uh, James' next question, he just thinks is a fun little one for everyone, so everyone gets to put their thoughts in. Like, yeah, I've been doing that already. What? Oops. <laughs> uh, so, with the city having people with powers, like Eli, has anyone tried being a superhero? If so, do people know of them? I would argue that
4: Owen kind of is like not really a superhero. They but... would be mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, convinces you to go to therapy once a week. Right, right. No, that, but I, that I would like... be an
1: incredible superpower in the real <laughs> world. So many people need convincing. Right, I, I,
2: I feel like Olin is kind of like a combination of Nick Fury and Kingpin. <laughs> mm,
0: mm, mm-hmm. yeah i can see that i can see that in terms of like spandex wearing superheroes in my mind because again not this is not word of uh like word of god here but like in my mind i like to think that yeah at some point absolutely absolutely i think someone tried to be a superhero um i don't think in the patient files universe which is first and foremost a supernatural slash horror uh show i don't think they would have had a good ending you know what i'm saying like they would have showed up all clichély like, oh, I'm here to save the day! And then, like, a monster would just yeah. rip them apart. It
1: would also and- be really difficult to have widespread notoriety just because of the dissonant nature the further you get from a certain point in the city.
3: Yeah. And also, with all the families of power there, I feel like if there was any sort of, like, upstart, up-and-coming superhero trying to, like, muddle their way into the, fa- into the family's businesses... Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they'd be made example of pretty quickly and then thus become sort of like a boogeyman story where it's like, nope, no, no, you keep that to yourself. <laughs> you keep your head low. <laughs> My boy's not dying on these streets. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know
2: you know who did have sort of a superhero origin story or almost like an anti-hero Punisher kind of origin story?
3: Hm. Lucian. <laughs> no. harper. Uh,
2: yeah harper that's
3: that's what i was gonna you know, Har- say story was great
2: I yeah love that one. yeah harper um
0: episode five it. yeah no for sure harper Harper's story was pretty good i would say if we're going dark and gritty h gray kind of has yeah um, like like a, like a like a punisher black batman kind of dark and gritty dc comics feel mm-hmm. uh eli's marvel Absolutely. Stay tuned for part two to hear more about H. grade. <laughs> we also
3: can't uh, fully discount Marshall's Marie Kondo method. Oh, true. <laughs> um, there we go. Yeah. You know, it's, if it sparks joy, keep it. And, you know, build healthy habits, whether you
4: want to or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're forced to live he- uh, healthily. Um a, su- what a-, a superhero that takes over your mind, it makes you believe everything's okay, then leaves to the next person. Yeah. I'm... Meanwhile, leaving so much like, disaster in its way. I, uh, I did good, but everything else is bad, I don't care. Yeah, just
0: <laughs> walks away to like a, a fire explosion and the person in a rags like, ha, I'm glad I came. My <laughs> yeah. work here is done.
4: I can definitely see H. Gray as more of like a superhero kind of aspect, yeah. at least, because he is the person on the ground going out. Fighting monsters, bringing them either back to Gavin or bringing, or just out and, in some cases where he does fight, it could end badly, could end well. And we let's face it though, H Gray, uh, nothing ends well for H Gray. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, that's kind of the point. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he would be on the guy on the ground. So like that was probably the closest we currently have written to a superhero aspect. Yeah, of
0: course, in Eli's head. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think Eli absolutely. Oh, I, you know what? This is a question for you. I think, like, when E.I. was younger, like 10 or, or like, 9, do you think he, like, had a towel as a cape? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Running around the house. Like, like I'm Shock Man. No, wait. Hold on. Uh, Light and bolt. you know? probably
4: where he first came up with the idea of spark mode. Just <laughs> jumping off in his his uh just smacking his <laughs> head down.
0: Listen,
1: Chris. What? What ten-year-old didn't wear a towel for a cape? Powers or no. True.
2: Olin would have to sit Eli down and says, "Listen, Eli. I know you're having fun, but superheroes are dead, and we killed them."
5: <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: Just, just, just spreading some Nietzsche
4: for him. <laughs> don't, don't. Is my dad a super villain. <laughs> It's like as I said, you like never meet your heroes. <laughs> 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 Alright.
1: I think we're good to move on from there. Next batch of questions is still from Discord, this time from Akella the Bun. Um well, this question is for Chris and Dalton. Ooh, hello. Where do you find the inspiration for the patient stories?
0: Oh, um, everywhere. So, uh, <laughs> oh, well, that's a cop out. No, so like <laughs> obviously, obviously, I have writer's brain. So when I see something that sparks inspiration, I'm like, ooh, that I I latch onto it. But um, primarily, every story starts with me looking up a mental disorder of sort. Um, and I want to be clear: none of these stories. Accurately depicts <laughs> these mental disorders because mental health is very important. You mean depression
1: doesn't manifest a heart shaped black mold?
0: No. Um, Dang it. Not usually. Um, so, so much more but painful. that's where I start. And I look at like the symptoms and everything else, and then I kind of twist that into something new um, uh, or something familiar uh, but strange at the same time. And lastly, for me, another part of inspiration is i rewrite a lot of like uh of my past and like experiences that i've gone through um not in the literal sense but like like hey i've been in a cabin before um and so like (laughs) it's gotten bigger (laughs) on me yeah (laughs) it's never gotten bigger but like i felt that form of isolation when i was out there and that's where i drew from
4: yeah, believe it or not, they are not all true stories. <laughs> okay, yeah. Go figure I, yeah, not all of them.
0: I, I, I'm I've
2: <laughs> gotten into a car crash, went to the hospital, fell in love with the nurse there, and then that nurse ate me and uh, <laughs> he wore my skin.
0: Yeah, I mean, the difference was is I asked for that. Uh, so yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. we were. It was a thing that we were into. Um, oh, yeah, you, you wear I that skin death. perfectly. I might Thank I mean. you. Yeah, I mean, I always thought that was something these different, eyes. Like, but it's probably the yeah exactly. The, the eyes—they're eyes. They're they're so old. old.
4: <laughs> but no, I'll agree to that. Like, uh, the idea, for me at least, I used a little bit of prior knowledge and kind of experiences to do the... In the patient files, I've only written, like, one, like, mm-hmm. patient story, which actually was heavily influenced by my time on a cruise. So, even though it probably wasn't a cruise, guys, I'm just saying. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> a But uh, for other stories, I kind of have fun ideas, run with it, try to create a story and see if, how long it can run with it. The idea for characters kind of building the building the story is where Mm. i get my inspiration
0: okay like that yeah i'm a big fan of um like creating solid characters because if you create a solid character in a solid world then really the story kind of tells itself you know you just introduce something to them and then like the characters will respond the world will respond so like that's a really good way it's to a very it.
4: fun idea that the main character of my miniseries is not my character it's not i didn't write him originally he's not my invention it's mine it's chris's <laughs> and i had to run with that and it's a lot of fun but do i love throwing h gray into weird situations like the beach? absolutely like, yeah. i love that
0: yeah definitely join doing the patreon if you want to see h gray on the beach yeah, <laughs> you, you can you can blame the both of them for all of h gray's
1: trauma
4: yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent.
0: H. K., if you do exist
1: at one point, don't
2: don't hunt us, please. <laughs> yeah, please for the love of God, don't make Inkheart real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next question, still for the writers. Now, uh, this is probably heavy spoiler territory, though. What is the connection between the weather events and the supernatural events in the city? Well, you see it, that would... uh, it, it's not done. Is but... there a reason that it rains so often? <laughs> Sorry, that's what I cut you off for. That, that's fair. Hold that's your fair. Um, <laughs> tongue, sir. <laughs> yeah, I just got patience, really
3: excited. Chris, patience, patient, patient, patient. Files. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> you can't see it, but he's frothing at the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, absolutely. I just went insane. Um, no, that 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 is definitely a spoiler. So the real reason is. And that's pretty much why. Um...
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just blew my mind. Yeah, like you never yeah. told me that before, and I just, I
1: just yeah. can't believe it. That's that's incredible. This is something have... we did not discuss. I
4: yeah. have so yeah. much more respect for you now. I know.
1: Um... I, I, I live with the guy. He tells me all of this. Yeah. So that's, that's beautiful,
0: man. Yeah. I know. Like honestly, it's very personal to me, and um, yeah, I mean. I'm glad I can finally talk about that openly. Okay, so next uh, poor, poor question. Poor Greg, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for for, for cereal, um, yeah, that's that's uh, that answer to that question is coming, um, but not yet. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Akela,
1: you're gonna have to wait. <laughs> yeah,
0: stay, stay tuned. tuned.
3: Hey. Uh,
1: next up um this isn't addressed to anyone particular so whoever has an answer go ahead uh people in the city don't always seem to disappear after their death will we see stella again or caliban for that
0: matter oh okay i'll go first um (laughs) so that that's true right we had roxanne lawson didn't technically stay dead um juliet sanders juliet sanders came back that's right, right right and like she definitely died um, I feel like there was a few other returning things that were like, the mold technically, like it was blown up, but like, mm. there it was in the office. You uh, can't kill depression. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, we can try. Tell man. me about it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but um, I, I want to say loosely not those uh, maybe, not those specific characters that were mentioned but I wouldn't count out any one or anything that's mentioned as like gone that was actually kind of the point of episode 12 and 13 was to show that like at any point you know something can come back um yeah
4: i I wouldn't say that is more reinforced at the very the season finale with key specifically key Mm like it's out of the blue kind of came back and it was it honestly was really a mind-blowing thing so Mm -hmm. like that was something that blew me away that's good oh yeah, so I... what
1: what sort of indication could a listener look for to know oh th- this person's dead for good just so they're not holding on to hope that their favorite character might sure. come back later um, only
0: to be disappointed um none <laughs> uh, that would require me to have a lot of forethought not,
1: not even some like sad piano riffs
0: no I think I think um yeah so actually there's uh clues hidden throughout uh, the episode that are very very tiny and it, they're like number clues so when really in order to uh figure it out you would have to listen to this series like 20 times and that's totally not me just trying to tell you to listen to it more um no but no for real i mean he's just trying to spawn an ARG at this
4: point he has a point like a lot of my friends who have listened to this have like after the season finale i'm like go back and you'll see all the like the hints and clues for yeah um Heavily spoilers, but yes, characters, character related stuff. Oh, yeah, uh, there's, there's plenty that haven't even gotten their payoff yet.
2: So, what you're telling me is <laughs> Stella Naoma could still be out there.
3: Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you where might- is she?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, just refinding my place. Uh, another one from Discord from. Mako? Mako? Mako. Mako? Okay. The the planet's lifeblood from <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. Um, a question for Chris. That's Mako. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you played a game called Control? Your story reminds me of that game, what with the office having its own rules and especially the actual patient files. The files also remind me of the SCP files. That is a huge compliment, by the way. Thank you. SCP is amazing.
0: Yes, it is. So um, Control, honestly. <laughs> I, so here's the thing is I've been wanting to play Control because it looks like totally my swore, kind I of game. I swore you did play it. I did not. I've been meaning to, and I haven't. But I've watched a lot of videos on it, um, a lot of music videos um, <laughs> uh, on it as well. But like, I, I uh, definitely that type of weird, confusing, breaking logic type of genre is a huge inspiration on me. And SCP files, of course, I, I continuously listen to it. Sometimes when I go to sleep, uh, it's like my playlist. So like, in terms of if I drew inspiration on them for uh, the patient files, I would have to say, sure, uh, in the same way that I drew on so many audio dramas that I respect as well, as well as books I've read, TV shows... Not, like not, not all necessi- of that not necessarily an intentional inspiration right but
1: it's there in the back of your mind yeah
0: yeah it's it's definitely something I enjoy and so that's going to bleed over and and mix with everything to when I sit down to write or create yeah
2: something that I notice every time that like uh you build suspension uh, in a scene um, uh, a, a lot of the flow reminds me of malevolent another uh Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, another. Uh, uh, I'm
4: sure most people who listen to this have probably listened to Malevolent. It's, but if you
0: haven't, like, do. Yeah, it's definitely. It's amazing. amazing.
4: Yeah. Like, seriously, it's great. Yeah. Okay, next, uh, next question.
1: Uh, we've got three in a row for Peter. Aren't you special? Oh, uh,
2: I am, actually.
1: Thank <laughs> you. Don't raise ego, please. Uh, the, um, My hat doesn't fit enough as it is. <laughs> uh, it's a package deal from JaneZone89. How hands-on is Dr. Olin with patients? How does he get to his patients when, with an infinite number of them in the back halls? Sorry about that, everyone. There
2: was a car sound going on, so I'm going to uh, attempt to answer the question again. Uh, so the question of Olin being hands-on or not, uh, I would say that he's very hands-on. Uh, I would say that. Uh-oh.
0: Oh, another break.
2: Wow, I really am special. Two interruptions. First a car, then pizza. Wonderful. All right, so, take three on trying to answer this question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I believe that Olin is very hands-on with his patients. He likes to get to know them, uh, learn about what it is that, not only what they can do, but what actually stems from them doing you know he's 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 very um he's a therapist about it um when it comes to uh him finding his patients uh well that's kind of what he's got h gray for but i do believe he was more hands-on before h gray became uh it came into the picture um but yeah um you know just things like that. What was the? You already told me what the other part of the question was. Oh, oh. oh. How does he navigate uh, the infinite halls and whatnot? Yeah. So, the uh, I believe that it kind of delves a little bit into the spoiler territory. He has assistance from people like Greg, um, but that sort of goes back into a previous question of just. How Olin is able to do the things he can do. He's been yeah. in the city for a long time, and he I,
1: just—I I think the the same way he created the halls uh-huh. gives him the power to navigate them
0: freely, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, additionally, <laughs> um, I want to say that in terms of him being hands-on, I would definitely say that, like in my opinion, I like mm-hmm. up to imagination until I uh, actually establish it um, in the main feed. But like, I like to think that. Um, Olin still is pretty active in finding patients because there was one point where Lucian, when he was still pretending to not know anything about Olin, just straight up said, "Oh, Doctor Olin is rarely in his office." Right, um, and
4: that also goes into key or goes into point here where H Gray didn't even know about Lucian. Yeah, so so
0: Olin has things going on where he's not telling everyone that either works for him or his friends. Right. And, well,
2: yeah, and H Gray doesn't know about a lot of things that are in the back halls yeah so yeah olin definitely he probably has maybe other agents that Mm -hmm. h gray doesn't know about he goes out himself and but also he's rarely in his office because oftentimes he's visiting his (sighs) patients
0: he also found the patient in the bone plague hospital yeah yeah i think
3: it's safe to say that olin's not just a therapist. He's a thoroughpist. God (laughs) damn it. Dad joke over here. We're we're, cutting that one. That was
1: terrible. No, it's
2: staying in. I love it.
1: Okay. Okay, next question. Uh, What was your inspiration for Caliban's voice? Ah, so... (laughs) This is kind of... Were those audio effects, or did you really call
5: the... (laughs) Oh,
2: yeah. Check, Check this out, guys. This is my actual voice doing this right now. This, this is, is the voice, voice of Caliban. Caliban. Yep. It's completely my voice. I
0: didn't even edit that and post or anything. Like, he, it's None crazy. I'm, He's so I'm, talented. Yeah, like, I'm always shocked like, on oh, how your vocal cords can, like, create that kind like, of reverb. L- yeah,
1: like, l- pure, Larian. Larian, give this guy a call.
2: Yeah, pure natural <laughs> talent. What can I say? No, no, no. Uh, um, uh, as to, like, how I sort of find a voice for someone like Caliban... What I usually do is I just look toward a voice that I for a voice that I've heard from another character in fiction that I find very memorable or something like that and I try to mimic that voice as best I can mm-hmm. and then from there I try to turn it into something a little bit more like the character I'm performing uh, a bit uh, a bit uh, of a, of a weird inspiration but for Caliban specifically I started by trying to mimic a character in Final Fantasy Fourteen. Uh
1: named Wait, let me guess. Okay. Gaius. <laughs> no. Oh, <damn> it.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Specifically specifically uh Fan Daniel from Endwalker. Oh, he's my... such a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of my favorite characters, but um uh, like... that's that was the base where I started with, and then I tried to turn it into something a bit more fitting for Caliban. Yeah, and I... then, and then and then Chris ruined it by putting a bunch of effects on my voice. No,
0: <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I, I what are you talking about? I never put any you're,
4: effects you're ruining, on your voice. You're ruining the magic for the listeners. Here, we'll cut it out. <laughs> yeah. no, it's. No, staying. I, I can say that his advice or his like way of doing. Finding those voices really helped me as well because he mm-hmm. gave me the same advice for Cameron da- for Cameron Daly when it came to it because I took a voice I was very good at imitating and put my own intonations and my own twist on it to mm-hmm. give the voice I did. Mm-hmm. It was very relaxing, very comforting of a voice
0: to give. Yeah.
4: Would you like to? Would you like to tell them <clears throat> whose voice you? Yes. I, um. So I try to do this voice from How to Train Your Dragon. And it's Hiccup, but <laughs> if I put my own intonations into it, I get Cameron Daly
0: right yeah Um, I'm just amazing yeah. Yeah, 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 you are. No, yeah. That's a
4: question f- was for Peter.
0: All oh. right, we don't need everyone else stroking yeah, their and, ego. But hold oh, on, oh, my oh,
3: backstory. Oh, now
0: we... we all have our voice backstory. Is... <laughs>
2: what inspired you for the receptionist?
0: <laughs> um, that, that's H Gray. That's Patreon content. Oh, yeah, oh, that's oh the barista—that's behind the paywall. <laughs> oh,
1: barista. Uh, oh yeah, the the barista role. Yeah, that's free content. Um, <laughs> I've been working food and retail for the past. 15 years no wait 17 years excuse me uh, so yeah all that rage and
4: frustration I know exactly how to sound fed up with customers <laughs> um, it's actually uh, this is kind of a really big thing all of the voices you're hearing right now are actually Peter
0: yeah. everyone here. Is actually Peter yeah um, everyone got sick uh, I don't know why I'm using the Chris voice to tell you this it's weird <laughs> no no <laughs>
2: Mm. all right what
5: were you, were you
2: gonna uh, say go ahead since we're delving
3: into it um the lucian voice came from just an old D D character of mine a classic barge you know and i've recently come to the realization that any good piece of media just needs a cunty little guy in it and you know vaguely british really fits the bill
0: for that <laughs> yeah yeah honestly um it's really weird because like Uh, I can't do the Lucian voice. Like, I can't, like... Every other character I can, like, put a really bad imitation on when we're doing, like, script reads or whatever. When I get to Lucian, I'm just like, I don't know gay British. Um,
5: <laughs>
0: you know, or, I'm sorry, vaguely British, because I don't want to insult. Vaguely, I don't, gay, yeah. very gay, very
3: gay you're British. E- gay, e- vaguely e- gay, e- gay, vaguely you. British, vaguely
1: gay,
0: British. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Wait, those
1: are the same vaguely thing. gay. Yeah. <laughs> vaguely gay. Well, I
0: feel like, you can you're correct okay. me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Lucian um, doesn't care the gender of his partner, but more of is whether or not his partner will worship him
3: yeah his orientation that's a popular kink his yeah. orientation
0: is on the top
3: yes yes neither top nor bottom just way up there like Both looking in, down on
0: everything. right not only in the, the bedroom s- but also like socially financially <laughs> psychologically Psych- right right like, intellectually uh, yeah.
1: uh on that note uh, before we finish up peter's package deal of questions yeah when are lucian and talbot gonna kiss
0: uh who's to say they haven't how I'm much, kidding. <laughs> how much money is he paying? Am
4: I old enough to view this content? No. <laughs> no. Uh, no.
1: No one's viewing this content. It's a podcast. <laughs> All you gotta oh do
2: is press the "Yes, I'm 18" button. Yeah, no, you're good. That whoa, has no, the whoa, whoa. We, can,
1: we can't, we can't encourage
0: bypassing by security measures. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, <clears throat> anyway, no. Uh, <laughs> you can't so, lie on the internet. Um, that's what Abraham Lincoln
4: said. All right, no. uh, let's go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the,
1: the last of the package deal. Uh, if Key wasn't turned to dust, would he have ever found his lock? In other words, a romance. So are you
2: asking if I would ever find my gatekeeper? Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> so... uh... <laughs> um, I think that Key is far too in love with himself. To ever truly be able to find romance, um,
3: <laughs> He'd be too focused like, on the narrative.
2: Like if you uh, if you listen back to Key's final words in the uh, in the finale, you'll like. There's no immediate threat to Key while he's talking with Donahue, um, but Key is terrified, and the reason why Key is terrified is because Key has no power. He has no power over Donahue. And uh, and uh, the power that he has over Talbot is obsolete. And that terrifies him maybe more than death, but um, uh, the fa- that but he is someone who desires to have power over others. And uh, that sort of thing doesn't really, uh, leave any room for any sort of keyhole romance,
0: right? Or at least not a healthy romance, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah it
2: I'm, might not. It's it's not a romance on his part. I'm not yeah.
1: gonna lie. He is probably my least favorite character. I'm sorry. Really? i, for, I, I he's the it. most
5: fuckable. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs>
0: All right, so definitely explicit tag um, for this episode. But, no, I mean, Clint like... the little guy didn't do it. No, I no, no.
4: introduced myself as a fuckboy who lives in your basement. We <laughs> you have now reached four. Yeah, but that's fine. Uh, no, that I mean, you, 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 you blew our loan on
0: the one right off, right off. You made us yeah.
4: more than PG-13. Thanks.
0: <laughs> so, no, um, I mean, I like Key a lot because I find his power fascinating. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Um, <laughs> Words. <laughs> yeah, weird. No, I mean, I, I, I think I think he's a cool cool character. I think he's a. If you do say so yourself. Yeah, I think he's kind of a how narcissistic jerk. Is <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, whoever wrote him, great job. Honestly. Yeah, definitely yeah. not a self-insert. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. <laughs>
1: Okay, and on that note, we're going to take a short lunch break. As we mentioned, pizza arrived recently, so we're going to enjoy that for a moment, and we will be right back. My time will pass for you.
4: Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: All right, and we're back. I know those two seconds must have been agonizing for you all, Uh, but let's move on with the remainder of the questions. It's been three years for us. (laughs) hey welcome to the city yeah. alright uh, next from Alex Peltier Peltier, I'm Peltier. Te- terribly sorry if I don't pronounce your name correctly just listen uh, a, no <laughs> <laughs> fine be like that no every day of my life <laughs> uh, appropriately Dalton this question's for you wonderful <laughs> Uh why oh. does Eli get sick in the final episode because he's nearing the city limits?
4: Ooh, okay, that's a good one. Um I think it's on the uh it's, it's absolutely so, uh, more a so on spoiler territory. Sure, I think could um, be? I'm not entirely sure.
0: Yeah it is. We can kind of reframe it slightly like what we can say you is could, that could
1: put it as simply as Eli is supposed to stay there.
0: Yeah, that, that that's a, that's a I mean, that's a, not I don't a, think the city answer.
4: likes things leaving it if it was from the city, sure, for sure. Sure,
0: it definitely seems that, like, from what the listeners could tell, I'm not saying this is the answer, but maybe minors, like children, maybe it wants to keep them more. Because, like, it was already mentioned that Luna couldn't leave.
4: But right. Lucian obviously
0: just was like, and I'm out, you know. And that's creepy. Lucian's <laughs> real different. Yeah. Also age,
4: I guess. Yeah. He's old.
0: <laughs> the same age as me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No I think that's probably at least my headcanon answer is the fact that Eli's still a teenager like he's still growing and I think that since his body's not fully like done growing. He didn't have the
1: resilience to withstand the city's (laughs) shenanigans.
4: And let's face it Eli's not the strongest like thinker (laughs) so if the the crack was meant to do something to the brain Eli's probably coming up a little bit messed up there.
0: Yeah. Shutting him down. So. Uh, episode 2 of uh, or season 2 uh Eli is you know I, never mind um no no go on you, you you'll just have to tune in <laughs> no, go 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 on right he's uh, uh he's dead um oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I guess i'm uh, fired Lucian Lucian will be dragging around a corpse all season. Be like, come on, Eli. And then we're just going to hear flies buzzing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The Patient
3: Files season two, Weekend at Eli's. That
2: that, that (laughs) reminds me of the uh, Terminal Montage Undertale (laughs) video.
4: Reminds me of Swiss Army Man (laughs) (laughs) featuring Daniel Radcliffe. (laughs) Oh, no. God.
1: Uh, Next up for Dakota. If Lucian has been deceiving
3: Talbot since the beginning, is he technically Talbot's first hunt? Well, he does kind of allude to that in the... That got cut. Oh, yeah. no! Mm-hmm. Okay, well, not not specifically or, like, intentionally, I'll say, but there was a line that got cut that kind of alluded to... Uh, Lucian kind of poking fun at that idea, because he has lived in the city, he has known about it, about the hunt, yada yada, and then <clears throat> Talbot came out of nowhere, and then yeah, they, he just quickly lashed on and started using him to his own ends, and yeah, so it could be construed as such, both yeah. by anyone involved,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh. but are hunts uh chris aren't hunts typically from like monsters specifically
0: yeah but anything that is considered paranormal or supernatural is considered a monster and so this it, lore
1: it, the, so there is no divide between someone with powers
0: and a monster yeah i think i think there is but not <clears throat> as a big of divide as you would think right it, mean, it's
2: not like a line in the sand yeah. it's it, it's it's a much much undefined uh barrier right
0: I, yeah i would
4: like to think that anybody which um, has abilities inside the city could potentially be either a, a victim or a monster, based on sure. how they use it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like
0: it's, think of, it's... of Harper because yeah, she was like the, going back to the inverse thing. She was technically <clears throat> supernatural and became that you know, but like a normal person, you know, came after her. Like a,
2: right, but you know, also cor- if you cor- look normal. at it, if you yeah. look at it a certain way, she attached herself to this man yeah. and what just was drawn to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of thing. Oh, yeah. And oh, so you could point. look at it as the city pulling her to this person, and you know, it. It. The person was thinking he was hunting Harper, but in the end, it was Harper that got to him. Yeah, I that's true. I like very that a lot. Solid. That is
0: really that's really good. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean, I guess to answer the question from my headcanon, I think absolutely. Um. That's just my headcanon? The 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 writer's headcanon. Well, like let's, let's let's be let's be clear here. The way that I write. Is that I leave a lot of open-ended questions because I like when people come up with their own their uh, their own theories, but and their own lore. Basically, there comes a point when any artist or creator that their content no longer belongs to them. When enough people consume it, it belongs to the consumer. And so I might start thinking, okay, this is my intention. I'm going to make. Lucian, a down-to-earth, very humble person, and uh, by the end of it, not. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think, I I like to think, yes, that, that Lucian was his first hunt. Only because I can't think of anything that hunted Talbot before that. Or at all. Because everything he's kind of ran to or stumbled into. And... The only, the second closest, I would say, would be the Minotaur would be the second closest. That's
3: what I was going to say, yeah. The Minotaur and the Scarecrow. Yeah. And then also, like, I guess the the follow-up thought of it would be, like... What indicates like what are the true defining features of a hunt? Because I doubt very seriously that if any sort of normal person like comes of age or enters the city, mm-hmm. that like some monster is just going to get a leaflet in the mail. It's just like it's time for your hunt. Like yeah. here's your target. <laughs> well, that's that's why like, <laughs> like
4: glasses come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh... hey, here's their address. Go kill this person. Yeah, <laughs> yes, city. Um, but like that's um. <laughs> That, that, that's actually, like, why Beckett said it, uh, it was an interesting field of study. Because they noticed that, like, there are rules to the city. They're vague. They're undefined and kind of changing. But, like, she was mainly, like, one of the, like, the hunt is, like, one of the rules. That once you become aware of the supernatural, it becomes aware of you. And this likely ends in a hunt almost always. That's why she's so huh. surprised when was like, I haven't had one. She's like, well, that's. Weird, But she didn't, like, stop everything and say, we need to get you in isolation now.
4: We actually see a little snippet <clears throat> of uh, the city in- interacting with that supernatural stuff, but nobody really understands or really even sees it's there with Roxanne Lawson. when she runs into the diner. Yeah. And death, or whatever we perceived as death, I believe it was. Yeah. Just kind of goes, oof, right through it. Thank you, Dakota. Through <laughs> uh, <laughs> that voice. Oof. <laughs> 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 there, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> But he comes through the door and stands there and someone else walks right through him and nothing happens. Sure. And that also gets alluded to as well in episode 13 when they see it there Yeah,
0: actually, uh, someone it's not in the Q&A, but I'm going to answer this now because um, uh, someone (laughs) asked me um, that uh, why did, when death first appeared in that episode, did a normal person walk through it and find, but then Roxanne Lawson and Eli stopped Lucian and Juliet. From getting any closer. And that's because they were more aware of the city. The person who walked through the ghost. Was not aware. And so the supernatural entity. Essentially couldn't harm him. But since Lucian and Juliet. Were aware. The spirit of death or whatever you want to call it. Absolutely could. And like. So there's like this divide. Between between that. And. Um, I think that if, you're, if you have abilities or powers. You're just. It's more likely that, like, the city will leave you alone in a weird sense. Like, at I first. I think it,
4: your role is, I, I think, in my head, Ken, your role is still predetermined. Whether you're going to be a victim or a monster. True, yeah. And so, like, pick and well, choose. Oh, yeah, yes. Predetermined by Chris. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, I guess. Okay.
1: Uh, I, I think we can move on to the next question. Also, another one for Dakota. This one's been answered, but we can ask it anyway. Does Lucian have powers? Was he the creature that killed his parents?
3: <laughs>
2: well, I mean, technically, technically, the second part of that question hasn't actually been answered. No, very yeah, true. but the, the first part has. Yeah, the first part,
3: is, the first answer to that question. Um, No. (laughs) No, i can't. I'm afraid I can't say. He's immensely powerful, and not to brag, but he is probably the strongest person in the city. Um, (laughs) Just saying. Just putting that out there. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um,
3: But, uh, to answer the second part, um, yes. (laughs) Yes, he did. Very gruesomely and brutally. Which, curiously enough, Maybe that was his first hunt.
0: What do you mean by that? Like, because he wasn't hunted by. Like, you mean that was he was hunting his parents? Oh, yeah. Like, that was the first time he hunted. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably, but I don't think that. Like, would would it be hilarious? Is like his parents were just accidental. Like, what if one of the maids came across like a paranormal notebook? Which activated Lucian and like killed the mage, but then just also killed everyone else. <laughs> it's a big old multi-million-dollar domino game.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 interesting
4: field of study. <laughs>
3: okay.
1: Um, this so next one is for Chris or Dalton, but you're probably both going to answer.
2: Only no. oh, nice. hey, one. I might answer.
3: <laughs> you know what, Dakota?
2: Let, let's let's take this one. Yeah, we got it.
1: Uh, the people demand more Tabitha the telekinetic tabby cat content. <laughs> if this transgression must be phrased as a question, what did your listeners do to deserve
0: this treatment? Um, existed. <laughs> you no, know, um, oh wait, but my, my, do you want me to put in a cat in the city? Because kitties are cute, but keep in mind it's a horror podcast and as we just established, you're either a victim or a monster. Cats have nine lives. Oh, that's true. I could kill the cat and it'll be back. Listen, yeah. People,
2: people are okay with cats being monsters. Mm-hmm. The like, if a cat is cute enough, if, if any animal is cute enough, they can do whatever they want, and people will be like, "Yeah, they'll root for that."
0: That's true. I could that, like, cash,
2: that cat pushed someone off the building, but
4: it's so adorable. Yeah, yeah they, probably, they probably you don't, deserved it.
1: You don't, throw, <laughs> you don't throw your cat
3: out after it brings you a dead mouse, do you? No, it's adorable. That's Most cat thing. owners I know. Only know their breed of cat as asshole.
0: (laughs) True, true. Um, No, I mean. Oh, it's
3: orange.
1: (laughs) I mean,
0: maybe. I've had thoughts. I don't know about Dalton, but I've had thoughts. I toyed around with the idea of writing like a bonus episode, um, whether it's on the main feed or on the Patreon or whatever, that involves some of the like unanswered, like obvious, like side things, you know, like Tabitha the telekinetic tabby cat, as an example.
4: I'd like the idea that it shows up in a future season it. as well. Like someone's like, This file you brought back, um or you transcribed and they look through it, they read it, and they're like, What the hell was that? <laughs> you <laughs> just... know what
0: I could do is I could just keep adding different adjective, like different descriptors to the name. So next time it'd be like Tabby, the telepathic, telekinetic tabby cat, you know, and just keep going.
4: <laughs> the dyslexia in me is like, no! <laughs> Well, let's and and, and she, demands, she
1: demands she demands <laughs> that you address her by the full title every time. Yeah, just like, even, even as it keeps growing. Calm down, H Gray. H Cat.
2: Yeah, all, all, all I can really say to uh, the person who posed this uh, question is: be careful. Otherwise, you may be you may end up finding yourself in the presence of a certain tree.
0: Oh, God. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. No, no. no, no, no. No, no, We
3: don't talk about that here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yes,
0: That's so powerful it could, like, actually do something. So let's just move on. Uh, I'm getting scared. Yes, I'm wow. Right. Uh, Somebody check the <laughs> shut, Yeah, I was going to say, shut the door.
1: Um. I adore this next question. Uh, this batch is from Joker's Nut Butter <laughs> 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 on Discord. Now, no, notice I said I adore this next question. not. The user's name
2: well, how do you feel about the user's name first of all it's pretty silly i
1: like it it's original <laughs> dakota yes i'm not sure i can ask this with a straight face you use your best gay base Thanks, <laughs> yes. Yes. Try it. would you consider donahue to be evil Ooh.
5: You know? <laughs> no
3: no I think he's an incredibly misunderstood, incredibly complex, and sometimes altruistic character. Think of all the food that he's provided for the gang. If he really was evil, he would have let them starve in that giant McMansion of his. McMansion. (laughs) Um, actually, yes, But that would make him a poor host, and he can't have that. Oh, of course he can. Everyone can fend for themselves. We all... Come now. (laughs) Come (laughs) now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) To to sort of... uh... Um. Uh, to add a more uh, serious twinge to this, I I personally truly do not believe uh, Lucian to be evil, I and mean, he is complex. He's not a good person. No. But no, no, no. no. <laughs> but I don't think that Lucian is like one note evil.
3: Yeah. No. That's a uh, a uh, th- uh, well written character isn't one note.
1: Yeah. yeah
4: I I'd, I'd also like to think that when uh, when uh, Lucian actually like I uh, was like. Uh, bringing the blocks up to Eli. He mm-hmm. wasn't going to do a recording, no. He was probably going to play blocks, because, you know, that's more productive. Yeah, <laughs> <It's nice. laughs> I don't know any evil person who plays with blocks. Yeah, no. Mm. Lucian
3: no. isn't evil. He just plays with the cards close to his chest, and, you know, everyone's kind of dispensable, but not, like, for
0: funsies. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, again, I like just to think that... until they uh,
1: run out of use. Exactly.
0: I, I like to think that he his life, when you really look at, like, the episode that kind of shows his childhood has been so it's been in survival mode for so long and if you've ever been in survival mode everyone else is either useful or like dead weight like you like you start making these calculations like you might care for this person but at the end of the day like in order to if you need to let them go to survive you know what i'm saying you will and i think he's just been in that mode forever you know, and he's he's
3: doesn't adopt that. Mi- I feel like he doesn't adopt that mindset where, um, if you're not screwing someone else over, you're screwing you're getting screwed over. He doesn't believe in that just because yeah. a he's been very provided for and yeah. also has had to fend for himself for so long that like yeah no it's sometimes you gotta screw people over to get what you want but yeah. like it's not his default.
0: Yeah, it's not like he because like if you think about it, like if he wanted to, he could have snapped uh, and, and killed charles while they're in the hedge maze the moment that charles was like we should leave instead mm-hmm. he's like no okay fine you're right carried eli and it was just by happenstance where he's like oh it's the best move is to kill charles but other up until that point the best move was to protect him to guide him you know even if he was frustrated with having to do that truthfully Lucian's just a personified version of Tabitha the telekinetic tabby cat <laughs> actually Lucian is um,
4: <laughs> you did say transgression didn't you <laughs> uh,
0: transformation is going to get added into that uh,
4: the transforming telepath <laughs> the, the transforming
2: terrific telepathic telekinetic tabby cat
4: yes yeah. <laughs> I hate how you can say that so fast <laughs> uh,
3: Tabitha the terrific transposing transforming transmogrifying Tabitha
4: telekinetic tabby cat you oh, got oh, it almost got it, it.
3: What have you done?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next up for Chris. This is another good one. Are Talbot's memories real and his own? Or are they a fabrication?
0: I mean, he has real memories. Like, he's remembered Donahue and Eli and H. Gray in The Office. Um, But, no, this is definitely going into spoiler territory. Um, The best I can say is that something is going on with his memory. Whether they're real, they're fabricated, whether they're altered... Um, what's going on there will be revealed eventually. Um, but at the current moment, um, I would say that like, hmm, how do I, put it? um, I guess just stay tuned because there's nothing like, there's nothing more I can really expand on for there that would really satisfy that question without giving away a huge part of the story
2: i I think what we can say is there is a reason why the janus beast reacted to talbot's
4: memories the way that they did yeah and knowing that we everything we know about talbot currently could actually be part of the reason why the janus beast actually did that yeah that's current headcanon myself here and
0: um as side note in case you're wondering Mm -hmm. why we're using the name janus beast at the pawn shop owner Um, for our our cast and crew we have called it the Janus Beast Janus ironically its name is not
4: Janus no Mm. no. oh I
2: forgot I forgot to list that as one of my credits oh (laughs) (laughs) no start over (laughs) yeah (laughs) you have to start the whole podcast
1: over (laughs) sorry everyone sorry everyone you're never gonna hear this beginning
2: from season one
0: (sighs) (sighs) alright I'll get in front of my keyboard (laughs) I'll get my pen ready (laughs) alright to next up, up on to episode three um,
1: Joker's Nut Butter has two questions that we've already covered, but we can recap them real quick. Uh, will Caliban return? Don't count any character out. Mm-hmm. And was Donahue for the first hunt for Talbot? You could interpret it that way, yeah. Apologies for being so vague, but there's still a lot of show left. Mm-hmm. We want to be careful with spoilers. Joker has more questions on the next page. Oh, does anyone else? have
0: modified memories? Probably.
4: That's a good, that's
1: a good answer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's guess. probably
1: the fairest answer you could give. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but on a serious note, um, that's such an open question. Cause like, yeah, Tim does. Uh, yeah, yeah. The barista yeah. has altered. Memories. Anyone who's met the cops. <laughs> Anyone who's talked to the pawn shop, yeah, or no, or the, they're,
1: they're the, the, the cops alter memories directly. Yeah, so technically he, Lucian, yeah, like so, 99.9% but, of the city probably has the, altered <laughs> memories if they've encountered the police,
0: right? But the spirit of the question probably means that any <laughs> main, main cast have like memories of their like Lucian's childhood. Was that all fabricated? You know, kind of thing. Um, I want to say that like there still needs to be something that is real, so like unless otherwise hinted at or stated. If Lucian's like, hey, I ate tacos last Tuesday, assume he did. You know what I'm saying? Um, Kind of thing. But, uh, yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, Lainey from Discord asks, When writing, do you have an entire story already decided from start to finish? Or are you just going for, uh, with the
4: flow? Uh,
0: okay, yeah, yeah. I'll start with this one again. Um. So, per season... I have, actually, for all, all the, the entire show, I know it's going to happen, um, obviously. And I know what's going to happen Yeah, <laughs> and every season. In terms of the episodes themselves, I know the out story, the in story, the patient story, the patient file. Um, I have a general idea, and then I just start, and then it just word vomits out of me. Um, I usually figure out where the episode is going about 30%. Through it, uh, I'm a very fly, very imp, uh, improv type person. Very kind of fly. I loosely plan. I'm not a meticulous planner. I'm not Talbot <laughs> uh, when it comes to how I approach writing because right. I want we, it to be organic.
2: In in George R. R. Martin terms, you're a gardener, not an architect.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I my main focus is creating a world and lore in people who are really well defined. Like I could tell you, like. Why Talbot prefers black coffee, you know, over anything else. I I, can, I know each character really well, and I know the world really yeah, well. We so have, everything else kind of just unfolds. Yeah, we
1: know how each season is going
4: to start and end. Yeah. But we kind of fill in the middle
0: as we go. Yeah, and uh, what about your writing? I'm
4: That's a little nice. bit of the opposite. While I do know major events that happen, I try to plan everything out kind of storyboardy, But as Chris and actually Peter do know... I end up changing a lot of events on the inside to make the out stuff work. Mm -hmm. Where I've ended up rewriting entire episodes because I didn't like how this ended up being here and they needed to go here. Mm -hmm. Um, They really balance each other out. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Yeah.
0: Sometimes I need someone to tell me, hey, what's the plan? And he can correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes he needs someone to tell him, just do it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm very, when
4: I write, like, it's like. Putting your heart out on paper, like everyone oh, like, to see. And I'm very self conscious about it.
0: There that. is a line that um, that I wrote that kind of sticks with me, um, and not to like flam my own fan or uh, fire or anything, but like is um, episode three uh, David Snyder. And when the monster says that, um, <clears throat> says that David Snyder's life, uh, story, um, for anyone who knew him, uh, would easily recognize for what it was a retelling of his life but perhaps with a bit more swordplay and magic like that took a lot for me to like actually include into the episode because that's very telling that's basically me the author saying like hey some of these events something similar has happened but i've dressed it up and like i feel when you write you are <clears throat> if you're you're going to be vulnerable you're going to put stuff out in the open and be like here's my trauma uh enjoy it you know (laughs) like uh, yeah eat my trauma for dinner um you know but like i think that's a good way to make a story a good story anyway
4: i know when it comes to it too i've seen chris hash out a story like that like he's like oh and i'm done i'm like i just edited the last one (laughs) like (laughs) like, oh my gosh but with me it's like hey uh a few more days turns to like a week i'm like oh my bad my bad yeah
0: it's because i have so much trauma yeah that's a, that's a big old suitcase so, so, so many file
2: uh, fi- folders and the files and everything like that that he gets to pull from
0: oh yeah 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 I actually never really I, it's I don't really run out of ideas and so I have some people come up to me like hey I have a really cool idea for an episode and they'll pitch it to me and I'm like cool write it and let me see it and then we'll work it out uh, and they're like oh I uh, I was hoping you would write it. And I was like, oh, no, I, I have so many ideas. Like, I don't need someone to give me ideas. Um, I have plenty. <laughs> I don't
4: know when we we're going to re- release this image, when it's like a picture of me looking at a whiteboard and all of our ideas are, like, webbed out yeah. on it. it. It was. We could just Photoshop your face over the, that meme
1: with that all that red yeah. yarn.
4: It was inspired from that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. The meme
0: was inspired by Dalton. Oh
4: yeah, 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 that makes sense. I am a writer on Always Sunny. Please continue watching (laughs)
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next up from Love's Butter and Pickles. We have a question for Peter. Oh wonderful. Um, all of your characters sound unique from one another. How do you personally make each one sound so distinct?
2: Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much. <laughs> um, uh, but also, I feel like I kind of already answered this one with mm-hmm. where I draw inspiration from uh, my voices, where I will pull um, an existing character in fiction uh, as inspiration and then change it uh, for myself. Uh, I think probably my funniest one is actually how I came up with my voice for Olin. Um, yeah. um, because, uh, if you, if you go back to where Olin, you first hear Olin's voice in episode seven, he doesn't sound like how he sounds now. Um, and that's because I hadn't quite figured out. I just tried to sort of make him sound very, uh, prim and proper. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, as it went on, I realized that there was a, a voice that I started to go into that I, I, I always just did for fun. And anybody who's played uh, the Kingdom Hearts games will,
5: uh, <laughs> uh, will know
2: will know who Zemnis is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I don't have a very deep voice, so I don't do a good Zemnis impersonation. This is so deep <laughs> it is. It is Paul St. Peter's amazing, amazing. Um, but I. You know, replicate uh, Xemnas' voice as best as I can. And then I try to change it to Mm -hmm. be uh, what is now the Olin voice.
0: Um, You know, you also said something that, like, made... Oh, you probably had more. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, You said something that actually, like resonated with me because you're like at the beginning if you listen to Olin, it's different than he is now like same's with talbot and i think with everyone here like when we first started we had i had no idea what i was doing like whether it was any of my responsibility is like i'll figure it out as i go and the episode one talbot versus finale talbot like two completely different people because i didn't have it quite figured out there's a story behind that but I'll also, that Donahue
3: just helped him grow so much as a person. Yeah, honestly,
0: <clears throat> the moment that like Donahue's character came in, Talbot's I, I, mood got way lighter.
2: I was going to actually say that because in episode one and two, Talbot's only talking to himself. So he that in episode one and two is when Talbot sounds the most different from where he sounds. Once once he ha- once you have someone to sort of bounce off, and you're actually talking with someone instead of just talking into a recorder. Um that's kind of when you started to establish your final Talbot voice. Yeah,
0: yeah. Good. Lucian's been perfect from the start. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that Lucian has gotten um how to put it like more um, sassy, S- sassy, and yeah, the personality, mm-hmm. the personality
4: of Lucian has come out a lot right. more. L- yeah. Lucian, the Lucian
2: was of- much more subtle in the in episode no, three.
1: That, that's that, just oh, a yeah. side effect in, of in his power. Of Every day he gets a little bit sassier. <laughs> Every day he just gets a little <laughs> cuntier <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up is a question for Chris from Juice Josh eight five four. Juice Josh, Juice Josh, Juice like Juice. with S H, no, yeah, like like Josh boat with two O's.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh. I wonder. Oh, Juice, Juice, a, Josh. Uh, Juice Josh, are you a Juice Josh? Feel free to ignore this, but are you a fan of Future Man by chance? It's an episode. It's a series on Hulu. Um, just curious. Because uh, go on. Uh, the sound design is really good, and you can hear uh, how you
1: improve over the season. Thanks. Where did you learn how to do sound design?
0: Um, well, I went to a really cool uh, academy called My Bedroom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm completely self-taught. I, I've been listening to like audio dramas and stuff like that for quite some time, and I've had a huge interest into it. And when I first started this project, I knew that I was going to have to learn a lot of skills really, really fast. Um, and I really enjoy sound engineering. And I just now realized that, like, I completely didn't even mention that in our introduction. I was like, hey, I'm a showrunner, I'm a writer, and I completely skirted over sound engineering. But, um, yeah, I've learned how to do that on the fly. I still think there's a lot of room for improvement for me, and I'm constantly trying to push myself. Um, but, yeah, completely self-taught. I hope it's good, question mark. Uh, <laughs> I have received many
4: compliments about you of oh. your sound engineering as well like oh. seriously thank you thank you put yourself mm-hmm. on a higher pedestal take after Lucian oh right <laughs>
0: oh in which case I uh, vaguely gay vaguely British accent I am amazing <laughs>
4: you could have just been like and then we, you just motioned to Dakota and then he said <laughs> I could
1: have uh, we can't fit all this ego in one room you guys come on <laughs> um, a question yes. for everyone how did you get involved in the patient files and do you have any advice for those that want to create something of uh their own this was also asked by juice josh um we can just go around the circle i personally have been chris's best friend for like 12 and a half years and i've lived with him for nine i didn't really have a choice mm-hmm. not that i'm unhappy to be here no one did i kidnapped all of them <laughs> <laughs> um we can just go around the circle peter sure,
2: yeah um, well, oh, I... oh, the
1: advice. I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, no, I don't have any advice for you, because <laughs> I haven't created anything. <laughs> Go ahead, Peter.
2: Um, yeah, with, uh, uh, with how I got involved, I actually got involved through Dalton, because Dalton uh, started, uh, uh, started out as a script editor for, for Chris, and he told me about it. And uh, I just put out an audition and,
1: uh, you know, got a couple of parts.
0: Yeah, a couple, a couple, three. Uh... Do you, have, do you any, have any
1: advice on content creation? Um.
2: Oh, even if you, even if it's your your only audience, constantly create. Mm-hmm. You know, like for me, uh, I don't often audition for things. I, you know, it's it's more of a hobby than anything else. But like, even if I'm just like reading a book or playing a video game i love doing voices so like if you want to get better at something you got to do it Mm -hmm. and if you want to uh and and this is advice that i should take as well uh if you want to do more uh collaboration with stuff like get parts you get you have to audition you're not going to get any parts you don't audition for
1: so but they're just (laughs) supposed to scout me while i'm at my barista job right right.
0: (laughs) Ah. i mean that's that's actually really good advice uh, how did I get involved in this project? Yeah, who did, uh, let told, me think.
2: I, who how told you about you? the patient files?
0: Yeah, guys? so obviously I created it. Um, I again, like I mentioned, I have been listening to audio dramas for like five years, and like a year before I actually started this project, I was really thinking about it. I actually approached Dakota a long time ago, like like a year before I even started, it, and was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. if I run an audio drama, do I have your voice?" And Dakota's like, "Absolutely," and I was like, "All right, bet." And so, I just, did. Just um, story like, his story. I, yeah, yeah I think a is the first
1: half of his answer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, um, well, that's not how he got involved with Patient Files. Yeah, uh, no. No, that's just, yeah. But anyways, so, and I just decided to do it. Um, there was a couple other factors. Like, I heard uh, Mike, who plays H. Gray, uh, he randomly showed me a voice sample of something he could do. And I was like, okay, in the very least, I have, like, two people in mind. I'm going to do it. And I think that's the thing. If you want to do something, just do it. Um, Like, if if there's something you're passionate... Yeah, just do it! Um, No, but if there's something you're passionate about and something that you really always wanted to try, um, just try it. Just go for it, you know? Like, you can plan, you can think about it all you want, but, like, at the end of the day, you have to have that courage to just jump. Uh, That's also my advice, um, is... If you want to do something, do it. And if you fail, that's fine. You know, failure isn't bad. It's just more of, like, a way to get better. Like Zell and Zootopia said, try everything. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: just teaches you how to do better on your next attempt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorite lines being, a master has failed more times than an amateur has ever tried. Yes.
3: Uh, Yeah. Um, But how I actually got involved um, is... uh, damn, I had this whole fake story in my head and as soon as I opened my damn mouth, it all went right (laughs) up. You're not supposed to lie to the listeners. But lying is so much fun. (laughs) Put your character away for like two seconds. Have you ever
0: thought about how fun it is to shape the narrative regardless of reality? It it turns out that um, Lucian Donahue like, Dakota doesn't even know he's a voice actor. No, Uh, we just put him in front of a mic. Um... But, no, uh, yeah, Chris approached me like before he
3: even brought it up because like we've played a couple of like role playing games in the past, and like he was just pleased with my uh my role playing skills and like my commitment to the bit, like we always commit to bits, that's the thing gotta commit, um, gotta commit, uh, and then, yeah he's he asked me if I wanted to be a part of it, and I said, absolutely, and he sent me a couple of uh character profiles on things that he thought I could fit. And I sent him a couple of monologues, which, by the way, fantastically professional move freaking uh, on your part. Um,
0: and I will choose to take that as a compliment. Everyone knows how the, I feel about the word professional. It's actually Mainly, very professional of you. Uh, <laughs> no. He started
4: bleeding from his eyes right now. And uh,
0: I am writing you out of my will. <laughs>
3: um, but yeah, no, so that's how I got involved. And my advice um, is... Once you once you get like a taste of some sort of something creative like this that like really speaks to you like voice acting kind of has for me, um, just like keep a journal of ideas of things that you would want to create, whether it be audio, visual, yada yada, and then just like start doing some research on how to do those things, working with different programs, all that fun stuff, and then you can revisit those ideas, hone them down, turn them from the rough cut
0: diamonds into the pristine princess cuts that you Mm -hmm. aim to be. Yeah. Um, and I want to say too, you bring up a really good point. Like in terms of like writing like videos and things you want to like learn how to do. Learning is a huge part of it. As I mentioned, thankfully we live in an age of Google. So like, and YouTube. So if you don't know how to do something like that's not really reason, like, Oh, I don't know how to do X, Y, Z. You could always learn.
3: how. Mm -hmm.
4: All right, my turn. Um, I got involved with The Patient Files um, kind of accidentally. It was more mm-hmm. of a, um, a spot on, like random spot on thing. Uh, Chris and I were at, met at school to the point where he was talking about The Patient Files, and I was like, oh, interesting, because I was like, I want to hear more about this. And he was like, I need this someone to really just take a look over this uh, kind of, I think it was the audition stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, I really need an editor. I'm like, I got you. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. originally, he was like, I'm going to pay it. you. I'm like, no. He's like, no, I'm going to pay you. I'm like, no. And now that like I said it twice, I have to say yes the next time. Mm-hmm. So that's how that began. <laughs> <laughs> um, and after that, I put in a, um, an audition because I was always so interested in it. And I kept kind of sparking interest with Chris on many different talks because I joined as an editor, and which, by the way, similar to Chris, I forgot to mention editor myself, mm. as in my uh, roles here at Clear Minds or Dog <laughs> Papers Entertainment. Same, um, same. But, um, yeah, I started episode three with editing, and then I turned to an audition after that and became a voice in episode seven. So that was something I enjoyed, and that's how I became part of this project. And now I'm, I've gotten my hands dealt in a lot more than just this tiny project. I say tiny because it is tiny at the moment. Yeah, but it's it, growing, it feels
0: bigger.
1: Well, should, <laughs> should I have mentioned at this point that I assist in world building and storyboarding or something? No, right. not really. No, you don't. No, <laughs> <Were> you the... <laughs> <laughs> no
4: um, it's... and Honestly, one thing I would like to do is take an opportunity to say thank you guys also for the nest because without you all here we couldn't grow from something very tiny to something potentially becoming a lot yeah. bigger. Yeah. So thank you. Um, any advice I give on that, I would say, don't let your mind trick you into not seeking passion. Mm -hmm. If someone brings up something that's interesting to you, help them grow it, help them pursue it. If anything, you are important too. And if you didn't need to hear that before, you're you're hearing it now, live. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Um,
3: you deserve good things and you can make good things.
4: absolutely. Absolutely. I
3: believe
1: in you. We Don't believe, believe in you, yourself. You, believe in me you, in you dear listener, on the other end of this phone or computer or whatever you're listening on, you're the chosen one. Listen, <laughs> yeah, you Listen. may you may
2: think we're not talking about you, but we are. Everybody's like, that. that's not me. No, it's you. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But
0: like for real talk, we are talking to you, James. <laughs> or John. Well, like now it's funny because it's like <laughs> most people are I'm not James, but like that one James is like
1: Yeah, no, it's it's
0: only that one particular James
1: and
4: or John.
3: Well,
2: we already know that we have a James Spooky Guy. (laughs) We
4: have a James Spooky Guy, we got a voice actor named James. Oh, you're going to love this next username. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) It's John James, isn't it?
4: (laughs) But I digress by saying, please just pursue your passion. That is the most important thing that you can do if you ever want to start a project or anything. Just your passion is important and you should go for it.
1: All right. Okay. And that's the full circle, so we can move on to the next question. This one from not a skinwalker this time.
2: This time. Oh. <laughs> this time. I was worried about that. I'm glad
1: I'm glad that they cleared that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you so much what for about easing so our worries. Uh, this question's for Dalton. Oh, hi. <laughs> Are you scared yet? Um,
4: not this time is
1: that the question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you only have one
4: story. How did this happen? What was your inspiration? I think I gave a little bit of an answer on this in a previous question, but I do have more stories, guys. Um, but you it's just, fair. You Enough just have to go, pay for them. You just I, have to go to the Patreon. Yeah. I'm not saying pay for my stories, but they are worth it. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But you guys, you're you right. I only have one story, technically, in the patient files, and it's the inner story on episode 16, mm-hmm. um, which is... Um, Conformity. Conformity, yes, thank you. You're welcome. Because I, I made that name, too, interestingly enough. That
0: wasn't the original name. Do you want to tell them what the original name was?
4: Uh, love Boat?
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 if
4: you listen to episode 16, and you're here right now, and you haven't listened to episode 16, I'm going to be like, well, one, why? <laughs> <laughs> but you would know immediately it has nothing to do with love, but it does have something to do with a boat. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Uh, Yeah, I only wrote one story for the main patient files. I hope to write more. I have a lot of inspiration, but I do write a lot of other stories, including the mini series H-Grade Investigations, which I have been thoroughly enjoying and pulling my hair out at the same time with. But again, my inspiration for that, to answer that just briefly, is my past experience on a cruise and um, just boat, I guess in general, um, kind of influenced the idea and storyline of that. Did I witness somebody dying on a cruise? No. No, I did not. If we you- can't afford a cruise. <laughs>
2: well, I... technically, Cameron didn't witness anybody dying. He did. Oh, he did
4: not die. In. He did find somebody dead.
0: Yeah, and then they were gone. Then they were gone. Like, that whole hallway was gone. But it's so. actually
4: kind of an interesting thing, too. That uh, Chris mentioned earlier that he focuses on mental disorders and or things to basically do for his episodes, yeah. for the patient's files specifically. I actually chose rehabilitation. As a thing, as you can probably see from subtle things like the Mai Ties and other things like that. Mm,
0: I see, yeah. No, I mean, I, honestly, I, I did really like that story. And I absolutely will be throwing you more to write in The Patient Files. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> um, um, but you know me, I'm, I have so many ideas that I'm just like, yeah, eventually. Yeah, 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 eventually. And like, you know, I'm like, well, season's done. Oops. Uh, so. Well, we
4: got more. We got more That's planned.
1: That's so. We have a lot more planned. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, moving on. Let's hope it continues to not be a skinwalker. Um, Raging Banana Peel has a question for Dakota. Marshall is such a cool concept, and I loved the voice you chose. Honestly, the only question I have is, can you do it for me, please?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um... Most certainly. Um, But actually, did you end up putting my name in the credits for that episode for Marshall? No. No. I've, I, I listened to it uh, like several times because that's the one I show people uh, whenever I have to show them the episode. And I'm just yep. like, oh, and this is my
0: voice. And then the credits come. And I'm just like, hmm. To be fair, I think like <laughs> at, the be- at the beginning, like credits sometimes, like uh, I-, I never knew if I should include like who's ever doing the monologue like, the reading in, mm-hmm. into the episode, and it didn't even occur to me to do Marshall, but then I did do Caliban, but then I, like, didn't do, like, this one, and, like, I think moving forward, I need to right. be like...
2: You, you, in episode seven, you credited me as Olin. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So I think my fault, I think obviously moving forward, I'll make sure that our credits are up to date with everyone who was involved and exactly where they were involved. Oh, good. It's only proper. <laughs> <laughs> good ear, though, to recognize... Marshall is. Yes.
3: Yes, and thank you very much, so It's very, very warms my heart to know that people recognize me without me being credited. Okay, now,
2: do, now, now do the other Marshall voice.
3: Uh, 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 oh.
5: <laughs> 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 oh, oh, are oh, oh, you people? <laughs> Why does this keep happening? Why does this keep happening? <laughs>
4: Oh I love okay. it. We did not kidnap somebody for that. Okay. okay.
1: So uh up next we've got a handful of questions that were asked by a multitude of people, so we've just kind of bundled them together into a bit of a lightning round. And once we're through these, that'll be the end of uh this QA. So first up, uh we have we had a lot of people ask us in one form of another for everyone. What are your
0: favorite types of horror? Ooh. That's a good one. Um so, there are two legs of horror. Uh, there is the paranormal, the ghosts, the spirits. It's the supernatural horror. And then you have the real horror. Like, it could happen to me-type horror, like slashers, um, serial killers, etc. I definitely lean towards the supernatural, but to be more specific, anything that breaks our current understanding, like whether it's Cthulhu-esque base mentality, control, SCP files, anything that says, hey, you know your understanding of time and reality, that doesn't work here, that is so terrifying and intriguing to me. So I would say that's my favorite.
2: Yeah, I I think I love psychological horror the most because the, the great thing about psychological horror is that it can actually fit under the umbrella of a lot of other types of horror. Psychological horror can be mm-hmm. a slasher type thriller. Like I consider uh, um, the uh, latter half of Texas Chainsaw Massacre to be a bit of a psychological horror. Oh, um, yeah. uh, and uh likewise a lot of uh uh paranormal uh horrors uh can be psychological like paranormal activity um and uh those are uh i think have equal merit to me and i just i just love the ones a- a- and similar to you like the sort of the lovecraftian type horror is like especially delicious with how it uh like is psychologically gets to you where it gets into like the madness of uh, of understanding and the madness of choice and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, all, all that great stuff.
0: Give me the Yellow King any day. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm particularly fond of things like King and Yellow. Uh, king yellow. You're right. Body horror, taboos, and uh, like the human condition exploration kind of stuff. Just like the most heinous of things that you could do to someone, just because it can serve as such a system shock to snap you out of. The everyday, hmm. just like yeah, that that uh, that's why I like um, there there's a question later that this will be the answer to, but something something about like a cannibalism story,
0: it just really makes me like oh, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no I that's like that's a good answer. Uh,
3: I think my my favorite types of horror. Um, psychological is up there indeed. Um, there's kind of like a subgenre in that that I like to consider that might exist actually, but I don't know. But it's like the isolated horror. Like the one where it's a single protagonist against the world. Um, primary examples are being um, Outlast the Game, where you're a, a journalist sneaking into an insane asylum that's had had so many... Uh, science experiments done on the patients that they have broken free and hell's broken loose. Right, Um, Check it out. How do you feel about Evil Dead? Um, I like Evil Dead. It is very... uh, I haven't seen the full series, but I did see the first one and the remake. Bruce Campbell definitely is... I I think he is the one who actually made the series for me. (laughs) Um, But on top of that, um, a, a recent movie, actually, that I thought was... Very good. They did have like a couple of moments that actually genuinely scared me, but just again that isolationist horror. Um, no one will save you on Hulu. I don't know if anyone's seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, only two lines of dialogue in the whole movie, which oh, I appreciate. That's cool. Uh, and they're not even like full it's lines. Risky. Yeah, yeah, they're not even full lines really. Um, most of which are taking place in the protagonist's like head. Yeah, that one's a good one if you haven't checked it out yet. Um, and then the second branch of horror that I really like is kind of like a magic occult horror, like okay. um, as above, so below oh that yeah, one yeah, yeah. that like hits all the buttons for is that me. the one about the paris catacombs yeah okay yeah the sound designing in that one was great the pacing of it the yeah i, I did that it was... shout out to our french listeners <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that one was that's one of my favorite movies uh, even if it's like maybe not like objectively the best it's subjectively my favorite yeah, yeah.
4: Don't. In terms of horror, I would say real life. Real life. I'm kidding. <laughs> I wake up in a horror, baby.
1: Every, I wake up. I'm so scared. Every, every day feeling, of my life that's is the only a nightmare. Kind of horror. I don't like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm trying to escape
4: from. Ah, Taxes. No. <laughs> I knew it. The IRS. The city is here. Um, no. Um. I'll be real on this. I actually am not a huge fan of horror. In fact, I'm very scared of a boy here. I'm kidding. But no, I don't like it. Um, but if I had to say if I had a favorite genre, because I have seen things like The Conjuring, I have seen things like a lot of slasher movies and things like that. Um, I would say I would agree with Peter, though, on the idea of psychological horror. It may not seem like a horror movie outright, but the, the ability that your mind isn't where you are mm. is just... Crazy American Psycho for me is that. Yeah, uh, I, yeah a, I was gonna, that's like, I one. agree. Like yeah. I loved American Psycho because he, at one point is the movie actually the movie anymore? Right. Yeah. So if True. you can trick your viewer and/or listener into something that can basically you don't know how it is, mm-hmm. it gets really weirded out like that. Oh I yeah. love it.
0: Yeah. One hundred percent agree.
1: Okay. Um, uh, moving on to the next. Ch-ch-ch- who is your favorite author or favorite book? This is for everyone. We want to just go around the circle again? Because I, I, I already have my answer. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, my favorite book is called Sharp Teeth by Toby Barlow. I just told Chris about this one recently. Um, it's a relatively short novel. Uh, it's written entirely in verse. So it is a novel length poem. And it's basically what happens if you put a a werewolf cult in Grand Theft Auto. Hmm. It doesn't have a main character. There's like two characters who even have names throughout the whole book. And I, it, it's fantastic. It, it, it has so many messages about, um, you know, oh, God, I had the words. <laughs> it, it has uh, messages regarding like uh, homophobia, uh, the brainwashing of cults, um, the completion of resources by human greed fantastic book i recommend it to anyone
5: Um,
2: uh, my answer is going to be very boring because a lot of my favorite books are very mainstream uh for instance uh you may have noticed earlier uh i am a big fan of a song of ice and fire Mm -hmm. george rr martin um and uh is that why you dress like him (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh my god if only this was visually we could show like a picture <laughs> uh, i've been taking pictures
0: this whole oh, time <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so yeah.
2: fucking funny I... <laughs> sure yeah
0: that's, that's <laughs> I, I have
2: suspenders and i'm wearing an ascot cap everywhere. <laughs> and, and i also have a beard <laughs> so, yeah, that's all you need that's yeah, it that's and, the and i'm fat so.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> when i take him to the grocery store people have to stop i have to stop him from like signing people's books like that's true it's true yeah <laughs> I, I i keep on thinking that they're just patient files fans but no I, they,
2: they they keep on getting me to sign a game of thrones um <laughs> that's when so. you start
0: using that to be like you know what I recommend. Yeah. <laughs> that,
2: that's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Elden Ring. <laughs> that's right. No.
0: Um,
2: yeah. Uh, very very boring uh, opinion, but listen, it's it's popular for a reason. It's mm-hmm. it's a beautiful story. It's a horrific story, um, and I just I I, I get uh, swept up in it all the time. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's that's my answer.
0: Oh, um, okay, so this is a difficult question for me because um, so many, uh, but I'm going to sound incredibly cliche here for horror writer, M.R. James B. Lovecraft, um, Edgar Allan Poe, like those were a lot of cornerstones uh, for me growing up. And so like, not that I'm like super, super, it's not like I was there with M.R. James or anything like that. It's more of like, those were the books I had. And that definitely influenced my outlook and my view on things, uh, and I have some sort of nostalgia there. But on the flip side, I, I definitely will read a book if it's recommended to me, or if it's given, or if it's in my genre. But I now really enjoy consuming like media that is current, whether it's by like. Uh, certain audio dramas that I really, really love, um, and stuff of that nature. But in terms of my favorite author, that's a hard one. I'm just going to say it's, those three are pretty up there. I'm not going to make... I, I don't want one to be jealous. Now, um, now that you bring up Edgar Allan Poe, it's kind of messed up that our middle school had us read Cask
1: of Amontillado. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that story's messed up. Yeah. Sure, sure. Middle absolutely. school,
2: yeah. I read that in high school, not middle school.
1: <laughs> um
4: yeah Uh, yes edgar Allan poe totally not being something taught by me at any point
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah that's um that's that's my kind of thing so um
3: well this i might have to show my hand here i suck at reading novels (laughs) um just in general i've been uh i've been getting in audiobooks more and more but uh i think the last book that i actually or like novel maybe if you that that I actually like read read was Green uh, Eggs and Ham <laughs> oh <my> goodness, sorry
0: <laughs>
3: was uh The Time Machine by H.G. Wells that one oh, was H.G. Um, Wells H.G. Wells with that with that story alone pretty much has made them my favorite uh author H.G. Wells was great just because their pacing and their imagery is right up my little H- ADHD alley um yeah and yeah but obviously like I do like to the, some of the short-form poetry of Edgar Allan Poe, which I do share a birthday with. Um, oh my god, you're so edgy. And, and Dolly you know, Parton. And Dolly Parton, yeah. and y- Yutani Karu, and Paula Deen. <laughs> um, but this isn't about my birthday
0: that just passed. I, I share a
3: birthday with the third Hokage Chris Griffin, so...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was born on December 25th. Oh, who was born so... on then? Um, not Jesus, not who, Jesus. Who's that? Uh, it's it, it's Jesus's uh, knockoff. I share a
4: birthday with Tax Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you, you you win the trauma. Off. Yeah, you win yeah. the trauma. Off. As I said, horror, real life. <laughs> so I'm just gonna
0: pass over the writing to you. Okay, um, but yeah, Dalton. Dalton, so. uh,
1: Dalton, your turn. Favorite author, favorite book.
4: Oh, that's, that's an easy one for me. I it's exact, of, yeah, you, yep, I knew it. You knew it right <laughs> away. Uh, it's The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas. Um, I love the novel mainly because it is a fantastic revenge story overall that has tons of different genres and themes throughout, and what happens to each and every character in it is older, otherwise resolved and or shown and dealt with in a different kind of way. And what I love most about novels and things like is characters and what happens to them. Like, that's what I love. And that book hit it right on the nail for me. Yeah, Yeah, no, he he lives his life
2: uh, with Count of Monte Cristo uh, being, like, the blueprint for how he makes all of his decisions. He tries to live (laughs) like Edmond Dantes, and he, he... Dalton is the most... Vindictive. What?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, like to be Slander Yeah. To be fair, like we're all afraid of Dolph. Yeah. Um, yeah.
4: Yeah. Be afraid of this voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's I real, am. We wonder
3: if Reillusion was based off of. <laughs>